Right here. Right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want him? Yeah. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Redneck Tech Podcast. I am in Oklahoma uh, on a hunt. We're working on a couple of web videos for uh, Summit Tree Stands, Moultrie Cameras, and Code Blue. And we uh, actually got a deer yesterday afternoon. I come in, read the script. It was it was a lot of fun. First time I've had the bow in my hand in the whitetail woods and not been behind the camera in uh, a while. So it was definitely odd for me. It's tough for me, too, when I'm doing that because I'm so used to being the guy, uh, you know, behind the camera and not in front of it. And I'm definitely one of those guys that is definitely better at being <laughs> behind it because I worry all the time, you know, is are we getting all the shots we need? Is it in frame? Is it in focus? You know, or the, you know, all the different things that go through my head when I'm back there running, and I'm just much more comfortable in that spot. But what we're going to talk about on this podcast is another question that I get probably the most often, now probably the second most often, is how to get a job in the hunting industry. And probably, in my opinion, it's a lot easier to get a job now than it was when I first got started. But there, there really isn't one right way to do it. And when, I, and when I'm speaking in terms of getting a job in the hunting industry, I'm talking about getting a job in the, on the video side of things. Producing, you know, video, you know, producing hunts, editing hunts, you know, being a part of a TV show, web show, a brand, whatever it might be. So that's, you know, that's kind of the area that we're going to be talking about. But like I said, there's no, there's no one way to do it. And when, but when I got started, it was a very secretive industry. It was a much smaller industry. And unless you knew someone, man, it was, it was impossible to not only get information, but then to even get a job. But, uh, now it's, it's a lot bigger industry. There's a lot more need. There's a lot more, you know, use for content creators. There's a lot more use for producers and there's a a huge need for editors and we'll talk about that in a little bit but um really i guess the best way to get into this and to answer this question is to kind of tell you the way that i got in which is a long story but it was a very unique way and i don't really know of anyone else that got in this way but um i'll try and keep it quick but to answer this question i kind of have to answer the question of how i, I got into this business Long story short, um, I was reading in Field and Stream magazine. I was 21 at the time, and they were having a contest called the Generation Wild. I don't remember what the contest was, but it was to become one of the Generation Wild pro staffers, and you had to be under 18. And in order to submit to win this, you had to write your first hunting story, uh, submit it with a picture and something else, and then they were going to pick group of 18 and under year old kids from across the country to be a part of this and, and the prize came with a lot of different things but anyway so I'm 21 my brother is 17 about to be 18 at the time I'm there on his first hunting trip his first deer I write his story as if I were him 
submit his picture, do all this, that, and the other. Lo and behold, my brother is one of the ones that wins. So they call him, say, you know, hey, Josh, you have won this contest to be on Generation Wild. And uh, he's like, oh, sounds great. He calls me and he says, okay, I just won something for Field Stream. Do you know anything about this? And I was like, holy crap, you won? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, well, I signed you up for it. So I'll, I'll help you do it all. So with the winning this, he got to be on the uh, Outdoor Icons television show for Outdoor Channel. And this was in 2007 or 8. I'm trying to think. I think it was 2008. And that was produced by Wolf Creek Productions at the time. So we got to go to Michigan. He got to be filmed for the show. I got to see how the show works. How uh, you know how you produce the behind the scenes of a show, and then from there we got to go tour real tree farms, met all the real tree guys, which was really cool, and uh, crazy to think that in a couple of years I would live within five minutes of that real tree farms, producing hunting shows right there in their backyard. But anyway, so uh, I wanted my brother's stuff, and along with this winning, they had to do these video blogs. And uh, pretty much what they wanted them to do was take this little video camera and do some selfie videos of them in a tree stand or out shooting their bow or their gun or whatever it may be. Well, I wanted Josh's to be better than everybody else's. So we got a second camera and we started trying to produce some hunts what, with what little knowledge that we had. So we go out, kind of go above and beyond what they're asking us to do, submit these videos. I learned, I teach myself how to edit on iMovie on my, on my MacBook or iMac or whatever I had at the time. And, uh, they loved them. And the other kids did the bare minimum and we went above and beyond. So when the year tenure for this little winnings things was up, they asked my brother to stay on and keep doing things. Well, he's like, I didn't do any of that. My brother did it all. So they called me and they said, would you like to produce some web shows for us? And I said, I'd love to, but I can't afford to do it for nothing. I was like, you know, these cameras are expensive, time, you know, time's expensive, all that good stuff. And so they end up paying me to produce some web shows. They never aired them, but I was making money to produce web shows. And that essentially gave me the jump start to go out there and, and do more. And then I uh, started working in IT right after college and, uh, you know, during this time, there was a three and a half year period, and I think this is important. There was a three and a half year period after that, after and during that Generation Wild stuff with my brother, that I was filming hunts. Whoever would let me go, on my own dime, my own, you know, my own gear, everything, traveling, and I'd go who would who would ever let me go, just to gain experience, just to meet people, to network, and to have something to put on a resume, to have something to show someone. Because without that, I wasn't going to get to. And I realized early on, the money was not in front of the camera, it was behind it. So I I took you know I, I took that to heart, and I just started filming, man. I didn't pick up a bow or a gun for three and a half years. Just would go with whoever would let me go with them. And trust me, there's never a shortage of people that will let you go film them. All you've got to do is ask. So got to go film a bunch of hunts, got to go help with some buddies, help with some, you know, guys that were trying to get some web stuff started. You know, like I said, whoever would let me go. I just volunteered my time and I just told myself, I'm like, if I learn enough, I'm going to meet the right person that's going to be willing to pay for this. And uh, ended up having a show idea uh, in that time. 
I knew Jeff Foxworthy through a friend of a friend of a friend, emailed him the show idea. He loved it, and that show idea is eventually what got me a job doing this. And uh, and I've been doing it ever since. You know, and when I first started, I wasn't qualified to do what I did. But I started working with people that did know what they were doing. And uh, and I quickly learned how everything worked. I soaked up as much information, as much knowledge as I could, and I essentially became obsessed with it. This is what I do day in and day out, and it's what I love to do. You know, I get caught in a rut like everybody else, but I absolutely adore getting to go out and create creative content and uh, and film hunts and film, you know, produce segments, make funny stuff. That was one of our favorite things on The Habit, which really wasn't me making funny stuff. It was our hosts were always... You know, had great personalities, were very funny and relatable. But uh, you know, it was my job to make sure that they that that content was produced correctly. You know, that we were coaching them through certain things, or something would happen, then I would have to remember to make sure that we got that or reset that, or you know, whatever it is. There's there's so many nuances to producing, but uh, you know, that's that's how I got started in this. You know, it was a happenstance know thing that I my brother won on field and stream and uh, one thing led to another led to another and I volunteered my time worked my butt off for free while I was working a full-time job and while I was in college and uh you know here we are but um with that being said my number one piece of advice if you want a job in the hunting industry you can get a job tomorrow if you know how to edit and when I say know how to edit, I don't mean learn how to use the program. Anybody can learn how to use the program. I mean learn how to edit, how to storytell, how to transition, how to what the showpiece is, how to color, how to insert music, how to begin music, slow it down, speed it up, all the things that you need to know how to do to or in order to edit long form web and TV. Because I cannot tell you how many times over the last five years I have fielded questions from other producer friends of mine, other TV shows that I know that need an editor. They don't exist, and the ones that are out there are already gobbled up by somebody. There's plenty of people that know how to edit, and they're editors, but those people aren't hunters. So essentially, it's a lot easier to teach someone how to edit than it is to teach them how to hunt. It takes you essentially your whole young adult life to learn how to hunt. Editing, you can learn if you know how to, you know, if you really put your time to it in a couple of months. If you, you know, sat down and put your nose to the grindstone and learned it. So it's it's one of those things to where there's so many nuances and so many things with hunting that if you don't understand those as an editor, you can't portray them correctly in a, you know, in a show platform. Learn how to edit correctly. That is the number one way to get a job, in my opinion. There are people chomping at the bit for good editors right now. Um, anyone can run a camera. Really, anybody can run a camera. Look at 90% of the hunting shows. They're ran by such and such's cousin that had an off weekend that went out there and filmed them. And you can tell, you know, a lot of the guys that aren't professional producers, how they run the camera. You can tell the difference between a good one and a bad one. But that's also one of the downfalls of the hunting industry is a lot of shows don't put a lot of value in, in in production value. They just want a kill shot, and they think that's what people want to see. And, and it is what a lot of people want to see. But there is value in good production. Learning how to run a camera is, is important. 
learning to become a producer is even more important. It's just like the editor. It's just like the difference between knowing the program and knowing how to edit. That's the difference between being a cameraman and being a producer. Learn to be a producer. Don't learn to be a cameraman. You can teach a monkey to run a camera. It's really not rocket science. But, you know, that's kind of my two cents on how to get a job. It's There's no one good way to get it. There's no one surefire way to do it. If you want to start your own web show, be unique. You want to start your own TV show, be unique. But if you do not know how to edit and produce, you're going to have to pay someone to know how to edit and produce, and that costs even more money. That's my two cents. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys learned something. I hope you learn how to edit because, like I said, they they're not they're not out there. Guys that know how to edit and hunt, they don't exist. You can find us on iTunes, Redneck Tech Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel. I'm going to start putting some stuff up that are relevant to the podcast. I might even video some of these podcasts when I have time and I'm not on the road. Our Instagram is at Redneck Tech Podcast, and our email is Redneck Tech Podcast at gmail.com. I will see you guys next time.